Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. I, I kind of want to say happy, happy Groundhog Day, if, if, even though it's not, because it kind of reminds me uh, a little bit about Groundhog Day. And let me, let me tell you a little bit. So there are certain days that I always remember, certain dates. And one of them is Groundhog Day, February the 2nd. It, it has a lot of meaning to me in my life. Not, not because of Poxitani Phil or whatever kind of rodent that is. Uh, uh, because where I grew up, way down in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, we didn't uh, think about, is it going to be spring or late? It was always summer. It was always hot. So <laughs> it didn't really matter. But uh, so February 2nd was always a big date. And then, um, and then, of course, I knew my birthday. And then my mom's birthday is a, a week for mine. So I had all those down. And then as, uh, as our family grew, as I got married and had kids and I had to accumulate some of these other dates. And, well, thank goodness for smartphones, because I got those down, and they beep regularly. <laughs> but the big day was February 2nd and, and August 11th. Um, my, my youngest son right there is, his, his birthday is August the 12th. And so the event that happened on August 11th is, is etched in my memory. Because it's one day before my youngest son's birthday. February 2nd is my dad's birthday, Groundhog Day. And we always celebrated it and, and we always made fun of him. It's Groundhog Day. But I always remembered that. And, and then the day he passed was August 11th, just a few years ago. And it reminds me that life is... is is not what I had forecasted or thought it would look like. I was a banker, and now all of a sudden I'm wearing these, these pretty purple stoles. <laughs> and, and everything that I had thought or dreamed of has been changed, completely changed. Who, who would have thought that I married a beautiful lady and had three kids, right? Or... Uh, or as the youngest of three boys that I would be watching over my mom and dad. Because I was the spoiled one. I was the brat of the family, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> if, if you uh, had seen a picture of my dad when he was three years old, and you put him uh, next to Samuel's three-year-old picture, you have a spitting image of my dad uh, as, as a three-year-old. He, he looks like my dad. He acts like my dad. And, and, and the other part is that uh, if you had my three-year-old picture, you would, uh, you would say we all looked like we were triplets. Sam's a little stinker. I was a little stinker, and I'm assuming my dad was a little stinker. <laughs> he, he carried all the characteristics of myself and my dad. Uh, and my other two have these characteristics that kind of come from me. The good part, the bad part, that's Susanna's family. So, <laughs> but, 
These last few years, as they retired from farming and moved to San Antonio, um, they moved into a retirement home. And, and uh, as my dad was, was failing, uh, we moved my dad closer to be with us and moved him into our, our house. And a few blocks away was my mom for safety reasons. Uh, my mom would always try to help my dad, and she'd hurt, him, hurt herself, and then he'd try to help her, and he'd hurt himself, and it just got to be uh, too much. And so we, uh, we decided as a family that, that we would take care of my dad as he was getting older, day by day, a little bit more uh, frailer. And I'm reminded about that on this Ash Wednesday. Because Ash Wednesday reminds us, I believe, about our mortality, our brokenness, our sinfulness. Patrick and Justin will, will uh, etch ashes upon your forehead. And they will say, remember, you are dust, and to dust you will return. They're basically saying, in a very subtle way, you are headed to death. You and I are headed to death. We live in a culture, we live in, in an environment where we really don't talk too much about death. We kind of place it to the side or we don't want to hear about the brokenness or the imperfection in our life. We kind of want to uh, sweep it under the rug a little bit. And when it happens, we, we, we want it to be over with quickly and so we can get on with our life. We expect our life to look perfect and to be perfect, to be nicely uh, uh, quaffed and all that. We expect that because we think that's the, what the world looks like and what the world wants. We have this leaky heart in our life that that loves the praise and, and the pat on the back and the blessings that we get from everything to fill up our lives. And so that, that brokenness, that imperfection, that, that mortality of who we are, we want to escape from that. Having my dad in my house as, as he was getting older brought brought a lot into our family, things that we would have never expected. Changing diapers for the, the big, strong guy that I knew as a dad was, was an eye-opening event for, for my dad and for myself. But it was a really a blessing. It, 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 it brought this mortality into our life and this in, imperfection into our lives in a brighter light, that life is finite. My dad would say when he was about 91, he said, I'm hoping to get to 100, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'll make it. And I said, that's okay. That's okay. It was exhausting, but it was, on the other hand, incredibly enriching and a blessing. And in it, I believe as our family, like the generations from the past that, that our families have all dealt with, 
that we deal with death in a way that's graceful, that's, that's out in the open, and that we can see that, that, that there, is, there is a brokenness and imperfection and that we are mortal being, beings. It brings that to light, and it brought that to light when I was with my dad and when he passed and took his last breath. This Ash Wednesday isn't a dour service. We, we place the ashes on ourselves. There is this, uh, as we walk into Lent, there is this penitence and asking of forgiveness and of seeing our imperfection. But down the road is a road of hope that we see brightly because it leads to the cross. It leads to Good Friday and it leads to the resurrection. That's the anticipation of the hope of Ash Wednesday. We could just put regular black charcoal ashes on ourselves. But it's more than that. It, it, it's more than that when we make the sign of the cross. It's, it's not like in Matthew, in the gospel reading, of patting ourselves on the back and, and seeking the world's praises in everything we are people who desire to be praised. We are people who desire to be blessed. And we find that in our leaky heart. And we grab everything else. It doesn't fill us. But, but Matthew is talking about that you would seek the Father's love. And it would fill all the cracks in your leaky heart. And when Justin and Patrick make the sign of the cross and the ashes, it is a sign not of our piety or of our pride, but it is a sign of our mortality, of our brokenness, of our sinfulness, of our estrangement from God. But it's the sign of grace that God loves you, that actively pursues you no matter what, and that it is by grace that we could stand here. It is by grace that we can have those ashes crossed upon our forehead because we are saved by grace. Evan just read from 2 Corinthians, from Paul's letter to the Corinthian church that said, through Christ and through the cross and through his resurrection, he is reconciling us, bringing us back to the Father so that we may be made whole, that we may be made the righteousness of God. This Ash Wednesday is about being made into the righteousness of God because of the hope of the cross and the resurrection that, that we look forward to. And that's what it is. I, I, I said the wrong thing. The Groundhog Day isn't my father's real birthday, February 2nd. My father's real birthday is Easter. The date of his birth is Easter when our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead and made us righteous before God's eyes. Happy Ash Wednesday.